going to be all right. Uh, I can say that because I know it for myself. Uh, someone that has been through some some very dark days at times, but it will be all right. I believe the Bible said that that uh, that we've been endured for a night, but joy will come in the morning. Certainly want to thank God for uh, for this day. It's a brand new day. You know, we can rejoice and be glad in it. Um, there are times that some that that the day come and you wish it was still night. But this is not one of them, at least not for me. I don't know about what may be going on with you right now. But again, everything's going to be all right. I want you to know that I want to read this uh, particular passage of scripture uh, that uh, we are accustomed to, to reading on the man focus uh, hour. It says, now the day, the days of David drew nigh that he should die. And he charged Solomon, his son, saying, I go the way of all the earth. Be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself a man. And keep the charge of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimonies as it is written in the laws of Moses that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest and whithersoever thou goest or turn thyself. You know, this was some great advice that, that David gave his son. And, you know, many times we're told to, to be a man, man up. You know, don't cry. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know, uh, the list goes on and on. But the details of of what it is to be a man is not something that is discussed with everyone or, you know, or being told uh, you can do anything that you put your mind to. But it's never a conversation as to how to be focused, how to stay focused, you, you know, and um I had a conversation with a young man earlier and was talking to him about being focused and, you know, preparing for what's next in life. Um, and he began to give a bunch of excuses and I, you know, let's just shut down the excuses and, and deal with what's the next step 
Forget about the excuses. But what is the next step? What are you preparing for? It's important that you prepare for what tomorrow may hold. You, you already know what today holds, so you got to you got a little glimpse into what what the future is going to hold uh, with or without any type of preparation. And so I see my, my brother Don is on. How you doing, Don? Oh, I'm doing OK. Uh, despite the, the bad hair day, I am doing excellent. OK. All right. You know, yeah. Sometimes it, 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 here the hair just won't act right, huh? Yes. Very, very, very true. Uh, words of encouragement actually came across the radio um marvin sap was up here singing praise him in advance and that that just really lifted the moment yeah that that i hear you i hear you man sometimes you you need to, that 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 right song come on and and it gives you everything that you need you know or you might hear uh you just might hear something from just passing by and it does something to help, you know, uh, get some of the naps out. Exactly. Um, like you're just walking out. I was walking down the street earlier and not that many people said hello, but one guy actually made sure that he said hello. And that just brought a smile to my face that, oh, you don't know how much what you just said is what I really needed to hear at this present moment. Mm -hmm. And it was just really encouraging that he just took the moment just to say, oh, how you doing, bro? Hope your day gets better. Just kept on walking. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I, I Mama Jay, I, I see that I believe I see Mama Jay that they're trying to join in. Is it, dial in and, and connect with us. But want to encourage our listeners as well. You can you can call in. You can um, have comments. You can comment in on the program as well. You know, using the comment section, or you can email us. I know many don't email that much today. Uh, I, I certainly don't accept for handling certain or particular business issues. Uh, but, you know, I want you to know that that focus at connectingtruth.com is the email address. Or, as I said, you can comment in. And, um, you know, uh, we're talking about tonight. Our topic is the uh, the cry you never hear. Yeah, there's a cry that, that you never hear. And, and so some of our, our participants uh, on the call are, are out assist, assisting with other areas, um, a few other obligations. But, you know, there is a cry that that uh, that you never hear. And so but we want to touch on that. We may not be able to to to. We'll probably just scratch the tip of the iceberg. That's the, that's what I'm looking for. But there is a cry that you never hear, and so we want to wanted to talk about that because it's a it's a reality. And you know, I really um, would like want you ladies to join in our queens that are listening because there's a key role that you have in this. You know. Um, back in the day, uh, the Temptations, I believe it was the Temptations, used to sing a song saying, I wish it would rain. And uh, they said in the words of the song is that uh, the man, his heart was broken and he wanted it to rain because if he went out in the rain, you know, no one would know he was crying because the raindrops turned into teardrops and no one would ever know. And so, you know, that is still true today, that uh, there is a sense that something that has been handed down uh, to men uh, throughout the years, and that is men don't cry. And we know that that's, that's false. That's not real. Uh, men do cry. Now, what, 
an individual uh, what an individual does when they uh, when they're crying uh, may be considered grieving. You know that is crying. Is that Mama Jay? Is that you? I finally got in. Yes, it is me. Thank you. All right. This is a great woman of God that has joined in with us. We call her Mama Jay. She's really uh, uh, Elder Jenkins. But she has a a term of endearment that that everyone calls her because of her wisdom and how she is such a blessing to others, and so that's why you hear us uh, call her uh, use that term, Mama J. And you know, and she uh, brought up this particular title or this topic, you know, that we're that we're engaging in right now, and that is the the, the cry that you never hear. And so, you know, we we want you to participate and uh, provide, you know, some some clarity and some understanding uh, in this area uh, that everyone, everyone deals with. I don't care how bad that book has seemed to be. <laughs> Trust me, I've seen some bad dudes. I've seen some bad dudes shed tears. And, and so, you know, um, and they're not going to do it in front of everybody. But that is a cry that is not heard. Mom Jay, how are you doing today? I'm blessed. Thank you for asking. Okay. Go on and talk to us. Well, you're doing a great job. Uh, I kind of chose this subject because I'm very interested. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's more on, a, I guess, a subject that men may want to discuss among themselves, but I really had, um, I have some concern because I've dealt with some things and I'm just trying to really figure out what happens. And, and the, the full topic was men that hurt in silence, the cry you never hear. And, um, you know, I, I have an, I have an adult son and, you know, and I have friends, I have male friends. I just wanted to kind of get some real talk and find out what what are the you know the concerns among the brethren among the men you know it doesn't have to be just in church outside of church because um we've come through a, a pandemic and you know we found out a lot about ourselves so i'm wondering what men feel about therapy and you know natural counseling as well as spiritual counseling um, I just want to know, you know, how men feel about a healthy relationship, because I know if you're hurting and this is for women, I could I could speak maybe not for all women, but I can speak for myself. You know, sometimes I don't have a problem in saying what's going on with me uh, spiritually, physically or naturally. But I at times I find sometimes that it's harder for men to relate. So, I mean, I don't know how deep you want to dive into the subject, but I'm really concerned about, you know, what men feel about, um, you know, getting therapy and how do they, how do they heal? Well, you know, it's a great, this is certainly a great uh, topic to talk about because it's certainly needed in this, not just in this Ted Hom, it has always been needed. You know, I would have to say that um, there is, first off, there's a trust issue, um, you know, that that some experience, you know, when I, I went through something um, and what I dealt with, I could not think of one individual that I could even trust to talk to. And I was hurting, I was hurting so much and, but yet I couldn't trust, you know, even to think about um, some of the, the men that I did know who I could even um, spend time with. And I was, I was blessed because at that time um, there was a gentleman who saw me and actually uh, discerned what was going on. And he spent two days counseling with me. Mm. And that was the first time that I had 
ever talked to anybody about what I was dealing with because uh, I just didn't trust. I, I didn't trust. And there was good reason why I didn't trust, you know, having that conversation with uh, the, the even the male constituents that I had. And so um, so that's one thing that, you know, um, that came up is is that trust. How can I trust, you know, and I, I didn't think to try to go to any counseling uh, and I'm sure that I probably could have found some counseling outside, um, you know, of, of my association, but I didn't think about doing that. My mind wasn't there. And, um, and I was fortunate, as I said, that, that this gentleman spoke up and he, he's gone now, but he spent two days talking to me and helping me to understand what was transpiring in my life at that time. And he even told me things that I'm seeing today uh, to occur. He stepped me through a lot. So he was truly, uh, he was truly somebody that, that was connected um, uh, unto the Lord. And, you know, and I thank God for him. And one of the things that, um, that our um, overseer, who is now gone, she told me, she said, whatever he tells you, you can trust, you can bank on it. And I've watched it through the years, but he was one that, that helped me. And so men do need help. They need help. They need someone they can talk to, someone they can trust. And it has to be a willingness, you know, in any situation to, uh, to, to be open and honest, you know, and to say, you know, to admit, I am hurting. I do have some issues and I don't know what to do about it and willing to receive the the information or the assistance that's being provided. And a good, again, um, it comes with that, that, that caution of who can I, who can I trust? Who can I talk to that I'm willing to, to share this pain with? Well, it, Going off of what you want to say, a lot of please bring your volume up. All right, there's a stigmatism that goes along with the way that we, some of us, was brought up. Is well, man doesn't seek therapy, which should not be taught to the people that is as they're growing up. Um, well, you're stronger than that. You don't need to do that. You don't need. Don't show your feelings, and that is something that man really need to overcome because sometimes you need to show your feelings. Sometimes you need to go out and talk to somebody about what's going on in your life rather than keeping everything bottled up inside of you. Because if you keep everything bottled up inside of you, it's only going to cause more pain, more anger, and more isolation from everybody that you're around. That's a true statement. You know, I was thinking, um, you know, that sometimes we can live in a, such a situation that is not normal <clears throat> until it feels like, you know, we live in this unnormal situation or, or circumstances until it feels like it's normal. And then when you finally realize, hey, what's going on? This is not this is something that's not right. And you brought out a really good point, um, Don, because, you know, there is stigmatism when it comes down to getting help, especially, um, you know, sometimes in the church. I'm not saying every church, but, you know, the way that I can remember being, you know, coming up in the church is you get on your knees and you pray and you ask God and, and God will direct you and God will help you. And I truly believe that all of that is true, but I think seeking God's wisdom is what turns the light on in areas in our lives. And once you, you know, you, you have a cry for help, you have to, sometimes you have to have help. You have to have, that's why we're all here. We're all human. You, you need that human um, compatibility and you need that conversation. And yes, you do need to be able to trust someone and you have to have that human, you know, expressions and it has to be uncensored. You, am, am I making sense? It, you know, you can't always have everything censored. It's sometimes you, 
you know, you just gotta, we just gotta have some real talk. Well, you know, one of the things that, that bothered me is that, um, you know, and it took, I had, it was a, it became a process. I had to work through that is the insensitivity that, that people have. And, and I'm talking about in the church. Uh, I think I seen more, I saw more sensitivity outside than I did within um, the church because there was a saying that uh, life happens, get over it. And that was very insensitive. That was, there's no understanding with that statement. There's no compassion with that. And especially if you have not gone through anything, then how can you make that statement? Where's the strength at in that? Where's the help? Where's the actual encouragement in that? You know, go ahead. I was going to say that, that, you know, there was a, there was a, someone had made a statement, you know, many years ago that, that uh, we don't grieve like the world grieve, you know, that in, in, during death, someone, you lose a loved one, we don't grieve like, the, but then when they lost their loved one, they publicly said, I'll never make that statement again, because now from experience, they saw they had a different view. And so now there's more compassion. Now there was a change in thinking. And so there are statements of insensitivity and stuff that that uh, that people carry on with and is wrong. And so that makes it hard to how can you go to someone and talk to them about it if you, you know, if after hearing a statement like that. It's you got to know who you need to go and talk. You got to know who to talk to about this thing, because not everybody is going to see it eye to eye and be able to give helpful, helpful words. I, I, I've seen just earlier today, I, I've seen somebody sign a card for one of my coworkers that passed away. And what he wrote was so insensitive, but this is going to be, and this is going to be given to his grieving family. And when they read that, I, I, I don't know how they're going to take it, but I read it and it was like, oh, that was just wrong. I, I don't see how he could have wrote that in there. It, it was just so insensitive but yet this is also somebody that just lost his brother-in-law last week that came across like this. I, I, I just don't think people think or there is no compassion anymore. Well, I won't say there's none, but, you know, as far as within our, as far as within the association, you know, um, sometimes our association is so small, we've limited ourselves and the people that we've limited ourselves to uh, brings about that particular, you know, limit that limitation. Um, so, you know, so we have to be careful as far as um, people that we're associated with. And still, it doesn't mean that we're going to, what's that saying? My business is no one's business. And so that's still going to keep you from, from, um, or my business is not everybody's business. It's still going to keep you from discussing some things with them, which means you're still going to have the pain that you're dealing with. And, and when you're by yourself, whether you're driving down the street, um, when the lights go off or whatever, you know, um, that's going to be that. Uh, that cry that you that no one ever hears and and eventually will act out eventually will act out because the pain becomes too great and it needs a way out and you don't want to act out unseemly we never want to act out in a way um, that's out of you you say out of character but when you're bottled up eventually you're going to explode and that's not good um, so I was speaking with a young man who was dealing with a, a weighty issue 
And I gave him similar advice that was given to me and that you need an outlet. You got to have an outlet for the pain that you feel. You got to have some kind of outlet so that you don't explode because the pain is going to be there. We're all going to deal with pain. Things are going to come up, you know, but you, you certainly need an outlet so that you don't blow up on someone and especially blown up on someone that, that at, you know, they just happen to be there at the time. And now they're dealing with all the aftermath, you know, of that explosion. And that's true. And, you know, I think you have to have tools too. <clears throat> and the church is a very good um, place where you receive tools. But, and, and so I guess I shouldn't say, you know, everything, all hurts don't, hurt all hurts don't happen in the church but i think because we're involved in church and because we're ministers in the church there has to be tools available for us uh, in order to deal with people that are hurting because people they have to know people have to know how to to get healthy you have to know how to you know allow their past to contribute to um you know the rebuilding of what who they are today because a lot of times your past will continue to stagnate you and you can just you can stay stuck in a certain place. So I, I'm I'm you know, I'm I'm just praying that, you know, the well the churches because there are a lot of churches that have counseling and mm -hmm. they have all these tools, but you know, our smaller congregations don't have that and I know God is gonna bless that. But these are the things that we need and and you know, and in order to be healthy you've got to be healed and i always tell people i was talking to a young lady and um you know people talk about church hurt or what have you but a lot of times you have to go to the place where you've been hurt in order to heal so never you know never neglect that place you know it's like well something happened to me there and i never don't you know i don't ever want to go back there or i don't want to deal with that anymore and that's just the wrong thing to do it's just dealing with things and healing. Mm -hmm. Well, I like what you said, rebuilding, you know, because you, you do have to, uh, I, I call it me time. You, you know, uh, we don't have enough me time. Uh, and me time is, is that area that where you rebuild yourself, where you redefine yourself and you have to use the hurt that you experience to as part of the rebuilding process. You know, um, when we watch, you watch movies or you might watch sports or something like that, or let's just say sports. And the, um, and the karate expert is able to break the wood. Well, before he was able to break the wood or the brick, uh, he went through a process of pain. It's pain that he didn't expect before, and then he became he learned that okay. And so what happens is, is that there's a callus that's created. It doesn't mean that he don't know that this is going to uh, apply some pressure. It doesn't mean that 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 muscle itself is not going to be stretched. That you know, and then it's going to have to be is going to have to mend and rebuild. But he learned that um, that without it he wouldn't be able to be who he is today. The athlete would not, the karate expert, nobody would be who they are without that pain. So, so what you deal with is going to, and you can allow it to help reveal you and make you better. You know, um, there was, there's a scripture that says, uh, that says, um, my affliction and I'm, I'm i'm paraphrasing it but my affliction was good for me and when i first heard that i, I didn't understand it I, I tried to accept it but I, didn't, I certainly didn't understand it whereas today now that i look back at it and i'm like wow that was it was painful but it was good for me what did i learn from that you know and how did i rebuild from it and what did I do and where did, where have I come from and how was that even helping others? And, and I can put a check mark next to all of those things and, and even uh, stamp it with a smiley face. But it doesn't mean that 
that it wasn't painful, but it was all part of a process. And I learned and, and figured out that I needed to rebuild. And so in your pain and your hurt, you, you're going to have to use it and you can use it. And I encourage you to use it as a stepping stone, not something you look back with resentment, not something you look back at and, and hate somebody over, but look at it as a stepping stone of where you were and where that is going to take you and everything you won't understand at at once. But but if you trust me, if you if you if you look at it with a different view, the tears tears will start to dry up. Anguish and, and deepness of hurt and stuff will subside. Now, you said that, you know, there are counseling uh, there are churches that have counseling um, and counseling is good. Counseling is very important in our lives. And so uh, many times we look for the message, the preacher to have the counseling, you know, and sometimes we do, we get it from within the message. We might get it from within the teaching, but you go to counseling, you don't have to tell nobody you go into counseling, you know, you don't have to share that information with anyone. That's an appointment between you and that counselor. So getting some counseling and going outside from wherever your environment is, is healthy. It is very healthy for an individual. Yeah, that's, that's very true. So, and the thing about counseling too, is that if, if you've ever been to any type of counseling or maybe you, you were counseling with someone, you know, in, in your particular role, you deal with the things that, that you, or things are dealt with that you don't normally uh, deal with on a day to day. In other words, the hard, the hard questions are asked, you know, and you either have to deal with that, think about it and face those realities or, or walk around in a state of denial because there is some things that they're going to talk about and bring up that, you know, after, after you finish uh, venting, whatever it is, <laughs> there's going to be some things that really need to be talked about that will, um, that will help you if you listen and take heed to what is being said. Yeah, so I have a question for you, um, Elder Henderson. Uh, what what happens, um, well, I don't know. I don't know how to put this. Does counseling or therapy uh, give men a sense of maybe uh, feeling like weak or being considered as being weak? Um, no, it is. It empower. It empowers you. It doesn't make you feel weak. You know, because by the time you get there, uh, usually by the time a, a gentleman gets to counseling. Um, they know what their what the need is, and they are actually open and looking for help. And so, um, it's not anything that make you feel weak, like a weakness. You know, oh, I need help, so I feel weak. You know, this is, you know, I'm not man enough to figure this thing out. You know, so this is a weakness that I need to um, address. But I, I'm just wondering because you know, I I just for me. You know, you know, having been married and and you know, dealing with circumstances, you know, things in a marriage, and then you know, being divorced, you know, and and I do desire to be remarried, but I want to know, you know, how to have a healthy relationship, and you know, and maybe there's things in the past that I didn't know or that I didn't do or that I didn't say, and I'm wishing, you know, maybe I should have, you know considered you know trying to to lead him in a different way or you know get help you know help both of us get help instead of you know just dissolving a marriage when you know perhaps it could have been saved but because we didn't know 
and because there's things that, you know, that happen in our lives that just, you know, it, there were scars that, you know, just were never healed. So we couldn't go on. So I don't want to be in another relationship like that. I want to be in a healthy relationship. So that's why I'm asking these questions about, you know, what happens when men hurt in silence. They don't talk to you because you don't, you never know. Is your wife not enough? Is your significant other not enough? Is your, you know, so-called soulmate not enough? Because a lot of, you know, a lot of times you see um, relationships and they're just, you know, all over each other in public, but then, you know, behind closed doors is a whole nother story. Well, well you know, um, some of that, um, that public affection is, what's there is a, um, I have two books on my shelves and, and that I've read and I, I laugh when I read them, but it's true. Uh, what is it? Um, men are from, um, uh, Mars and women are from Venus, something, you know, and so, um, some of that is, you know, because of, uh, as they say, the, your, the, um, the conversation, the love conversation. Some people want to be Philly, Philly, and others do not, you know, and it, it depends on the individual and, and what they are accepting, what they're willing to do. You know, you, you yourself might be willing to, you know, and, and I recommend to everyone go to marriage counseling. You, you got to go, you know, um, it's so, it's so important what you will learn and, and find out about, about yourself. And, and certainly there are some red flags that may come up and you should never ignore red flags. Never, never. And so, um, if you if you want if you want to go to counseling, let's say you're in a relationship and you want to go to counseling, but that individual do not want to go. They don't want to go, and you certainly can't make make him go. Um, and it may not be that he don't see the benefit of it. Uh, he just may it just may be an area of pride. I don't need to go. I can deal with things myself, or I don't want everybody in my business. You know stuff like that. Uh, feeling vulnerable, but it's not an area of vulnerability. It is an area of strength. To learn about yourself is one of the most freeing freedoms that you will experience as a person. Knowing yourself gives you a level of certainty and empowerment that you don't have until you get there, until you have experienced that. So the first thing is getting, you know, that conversation of, hey, uh, we're going we gonna to do this, you know, and, um, you know, and, and, and I'm sure I always say that if a person really care as much as they say they do, you know, I, lo I love you and all of that, they're going to do that. They're going to want to do that for you. Uh, so, so they're going to want to, you know, be part of, of what you are involved in. They're going to be wanting to, to just follow, even in that moment, they might just think they're doing it for you, but they're going to learn from it. And, and so it, it is a great thing, you know, to find someone that's willing to do that. You know, I spoke with someone one time about going there. They was, they were not, they were like, what for? They, they really backtracked and, you know, but it's a, it's a beautiful thing. So if they care, they're going to go. Yeah. Well, I, I just feel like, you know, now that counseling is very, very important, not just for men, but for, you know, for everyone, even our children, because mm -hmm. a lot of times our children go through things and, and we don't always know, you know, the problem. And sometimes our children won't talk to us, but they can talk to someone else. And, you know, and, you know, I don't, I find that to be a good thing. I don't find it to be um, an offense because children, you know, can sometimes be more vulnerable and more uncensored with other people and not with their parents. And it doesn't make you a bad parent. 
It doesn't, I don't really believe that there's, that's really a reflection on you. Yeah, there are times when people have a very good relationship with their children and, you know, and I applaud those people, but if I have a child and they're not able to come to me uh, in certain areas, I would, I would pray that they had someone that they could talk to and that they could relate to. Um, so I, I, I mean, you know, I don't want, I don't want, I mean, I just want things to be healthy, you know, and we've all come through so much. Um, I just, you know, the reason why I brought this topic up is because I think it's just time to be real and it's just time to lay things out on the table because I want to, I want to move forward. I want to progress. Yeah, I agree with that, you know, and one of the things that, that, people, especially in leadership roles that they have held back on, and that is transparency. You know, some will not tell you. I, I was talking with a, uh, um, someone that's in leadership that, that, that I've known for many years and only to learn that uh, this was a second marriage. I thought all these, after 40 years, it was a first marriage, but uh, but that relationship was something that that was revived, you know, and they're going strong and, and doing well. But that transparency came out during a, a, a session where we were sitting down eating and talking about um, about what was going on in life. We were actually we were talking about dating and, and different things when they brought that up. But I had never heard that. And so there is a level of transparency uh, that we need to have and, um, you know, to help people and to be relatable. We're, we're certainly not um, superheroes in, in any way. We're not Iron Men, you know, except if you if you if you, you know, pushing a Volkswagen or something like that. And even they cry, uh, even they hurt. And so, you know, we need to make sure that, um, you know, as I said, they could be some big bad boys, but they hurt. And the only way to get over that hurt, just like when you break an arm, it, it can happen within a split second that you fall off that bike and break it. But you got to go somewhere and have that mended. You, you got to go and have it reset and get some help with what is going on. It, it's really true. Um, there's enough. I mean, there's so much going on. And I think, don't you think in this particular time, since we've all been in the, you know, not total isolation, but, you know, we've, we've been, you know, away from family, away from friends, you know, with COVID going on. So I think this isolation has brought out a lot, even I'm in myself, I can speak personally, you know, and you deal with a lot of things when you're by yourself. And we talked about, you know, having me time. Me time is very important, but it's also important to have someone that you can talk to and that you can relate to. Um, you know, I just find that, you know, we, of course, right now, they say that we're in like a mental health crisis. There's a lot of, you know, things going on with people that are, that have mental health issues mm -hmm. and, uh, isolation brings about a lot of things because you you have to deal with yourself and if you don't know how to deal with yourself you're certainly going to be hurting in silence and you know if you don't know how to ask for help you, you will you will continue to hurt and you will continue to cry and you know those silent screams you know they are very detrimental well you know you mentioned that the mental health and certainly um we should not, that's not an area to be ignored by anyone, you know, because people are suffering mentally, emotionally, um, you know, as sometime you could be driving home as a, as a person and you will may even question, why am I rushing home? There's nothing there for me, you know, or when you get there, you're sitting down in, in, um, and you're eating, watching TV and, you know, and 
people have tendency. We eat our emotions. Let me just go there with it. We eat emotions. And we feel it after you've devoured that, that slice of chocolate cake, you know, whatever your pleasure is in that moment, then you feel bad afterwards. That's, that's something that's telling you something. It's telling you that you're not in a good space at that moment. And you just tried to eat your feelings away of what was going on on the inside. And so, you know, you, you have to look at that reality is it's healthy to say that you're to, uh, to face that reality, know that I'm dealing with something and then to seek help in that area. And help can come from a number of different things. But the first thing is that you have to face that, that you are in that spot. You know, I don't have a problem with saying I'm not having a good day. I don't have a problem with saying, you know what? It's too quiet and I'm I'm feeling a certain way about all this quietness. Uh, you know, you can't deal with it if you don't face it, if you don't deal, if you don't address it with yourself. And so, you know, you have to and and no man should not be uh, alone. It, and, and those that say I don't need anybody. Really, I think that's the best way I can put it. But really, you know, God himself said it's not good for, for man to be alone. So what make an individual say that there, there's a reason behind that, you know, and so the companionship is, is, is absolutely necessary. It don't mean everyone's going to run out and get married or anything like that. That would be wonderful, you know, um, but, but certainly, um, that is a reality. It's not good for an individual to be alone. It breeds other things. Now, if you're a unit, a eunuch, you know, where you have dedicated your life, you've consecrated your life for that purpose of being alone and, and to serve God in the temple 24-7 and, and that's it, you know, from the time you was born, you know, then, then that's a different story. But for those that that's not like that and we are not like that, then, you know, that companionship and certainly that counseling with a companion, whether you've been married before or not, it goes a long ways and it helps out a lot. You know, we should not. It's a dangerous thing because we beat ourselves up about uh, about things that happen. And certainly we, we stand around and we sit around and we try to figure out why. And you may not ever come up with that answer. You may not ever come because you can't get into the mind of the other individual. And so because you cannot get into their mind, you only have yours to deal with. And I think that uh, that right now, everyone that that is dealing with things and looking at it, you're in a good spot because once you start looking at your life and looking at self, that is the beginning. That's the beginning of, of rebuilding. That's the beginning of, of changing things and, you know, and looking at the, the sources of help and, and reaching out to others. Right. Well, all I know is that in order to get a breakthrough, breakthrough comes from, you know, it, they have to come with healings. And healing promotes progress. So I'm just, you know, I'm just interested in, you know, just seeing all of us get what we need, the breakthrough, the healing, you know, shutting down the silent screams, you know, dealing with the cries of men and you know that's male and female i just kind of act as for a male's perspective because i you know i wanted to know how how men what men felt about you know seeking outside professional help and and why is it that you know there's such a stigmatism when it comes down um 
a stigma, I should say, when it comes down to getting professional help. I mean, you know, you're not crazy. You just need help. Well, I think, you know, as far as the, um, I would have to say a gentleman that's mature, that's in touch with, um, or wanting to be in touch with, more in touch with his self and his, his role as far as uh, being the king, you know, and, um, and appreciating his queen, there is, he's going to realize and know that there is nothing wrong with going to counseling. There's nothing wrong with having open dialect with life about life and, um, and individual concepts and, you know, and, and what goes on, uh, with a person, because that's where the maturity comes in. That's where the love, uh, comes in because then you learn how to love each other. You, you have a greater depth uh, of where to go, you know? And so I don't see where men, especially today, today, 2020, you know, the 16th of June, um, exists as much today as it did 20 years ago, 30 years ago. There's probably more of to to reach out for for uh help and you know and i don't even think it it should be a debatable issue um that a a male should have to say hey no i don't want why would i want to do that you know i don't think that's um no one's confessing or nothing uh, and that may be what they're thinking when you talk about um, counseling, but that's not what it is. It's it's about discussing um, that relationship, what your habits that um, or your way of life that that you may have right now, you're thinking that is going to impact the relationship that you have with another person. Or with yourself, right? Yourself. Because mm -hmm. it, I think a lot to do with how we feel about ourselves um, has a lot to do with, you know, the outcome. Because, you know, we always, that's why it's very uh, important for us to watch what we say, even when we're talking to ourselves. Because such as a man thinketh, so is he. And right. our words are very powerful. Your words are very powerful and your thoughts are very powerful. Oh, look, our thoughts are so, so yes, we, we do have to be careful with all of that. And, you know, but that, that silent, that silent cry, you know, there's a way um, out of that bubble. There's a way out, and I, I think it's a it's a wonderful thing when when people uh, can sit down and talk. When when couples uh, couples that are starting out are have are open and really talking about things, um, as well as those that are already coupled together, married, and then having discussions. Uh, maybe it's something that was not, have not existed in the relationship before. And, you know, and I want to encourage the men that if, that once you start, you just don't know uh, what is going to do with that relationship. You don't know what it will do with the children, you know, that's in the home because children uh, of all ages pick up the vibes of what they see going on with the parents and or what they don't see going on. It's just like, it's just like being in a home where mom and dad exist, but the child never see dad or mom being intimate, you know, never see a hug, never see a kiss or anything like that. No, no signs of affection. So, you know, those things all are very important to, to be seen and experienced in the home and, and the communication is too, you know? So there's something that now that we know um, 
that that needs to be right early. And I, I, I think that if you're if you're looking into a relationship with someone, uh, male or female, you, you have to really just go there and let them know, you know, your passion about um, about being open and, and honest and that they feel the same, you know, because I think if they have any good, good common sense, they'll appreciate that and not holding back. Now, one of the things about a good relationship is that if you see, you know, if you see a, a usually we see the female, usually guy was wrong, you know, Hey, uh, I see something wrong with you, you know, and, and you'll keep picking at it for a while or maybe back up and then come back at it. Uh, I, I don't know. Do, do women, you know, how many women out there that can sense when something is wrong with their man and, and know how to pull it out of them? I think that depends on the, re on the relationship. And I'm, I'm sure if you're close with your mate or your spouse or whomever, you know, they know you and they know that there's something wrong, but it's up to the male or the female to, to voice what's going on. I mean, that's something that they both can pray about. And, you know, just all I'm saying is just be open, just be real. Yeah. yeah let's, let's touch something right quick because yeah, man should always pray and not think that that's what the Bible says. And we strongly believe that. But after you've prayed, you know, there's a conversation to be had. Right. And, you know, I, I remember talking, uh, talking to someone and, and, you know, they had, I heard them make a statement about their their spouse that that um, well when when things are really bothering them I see their I see see where they're getting really emotional uh, and the way they were saying it was not with some type of compassion uh, and you know it's and so that will make a person hold 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 things in. It make a female hold things in. It can make a male hold things in. So we have to really be sensitive, you know, in how we address something to make it want to come out. So we can spend time on the altar. We can spend time praying about it. But I, I believe that the, the, the Bible tells us that after you, you spent time on the altar, um, now the scripture talk about forgiveness. It said, leave your gift at the altar and go talk to your brother. You know, so we can't go to God and, and pray and ask forgiveness and feel everything is all right, because it really talks about us going and counseling together. So counseling is something that is major for people to do, people to talk to one another. That's major. And we don't in relationship when we start out, we talking about everything. We talking about whatever there is to talk about. But then soon that subsides where it shouldn't. Counseling and talk or talking about things always exist in a relationship. How can two walk together except they agree? That's conversation. You know, um, and I'm sure you probably can think of a few more other uh, scriptures that that validates what I'm saying. But it, but counseling is important. And everyone has to know and understand that you have to spend quality time um, not talking about the surface of things, but talking about things. This is true. This okay. is very true. Mr. D, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> Got quiet on me, Don. <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm just gathering information and just letting it all sink in so I so I know how to handle life and things that that are coming up. Right. Well, you know, this, you know, certainly this is a fantastic topic and not something that we will stop thinking about um as we come to the come to the, the top of the hour but 
you know, I just want the 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 men to know that that those that are hurting, those that have experienced hurt, you know, certainly you're going to share with someone else from this moment forward. You're not going to share with everybody, but those that that may need it, you know, um, the Lord told Peter said, um, after you've been strengthened, strengthen the brethren. So that is a responsibility that we have. And that is to help somebody else, you know, and you should only try to help someone that you know how to help everybody. You can't, you can't talk to everybody. You cannot deal with everyone because you don't know how to, but those that you can, you know, those that, that are willing. And, and so, uh, don't keep things bottled in, you know, it's, it's great to, to have a conversation go home and sit down with your loved one and, and let them know what you care about. And they're gonna look at you strange because maybe it's something you haven't done, but this is a new day and a new beginning for, for everybody to, to take that initial step and keep doing it. Cause the more you do something, the better you become at it. And we know intimacy is not a physical act. It's an emotional act. It's a mental act. And so you, you really want to get, get intimate, then you're going to have to bypass, get past the physical and get into the mental and the emotional and become one as God intended with your, uh, with your spouse, you know, and let your children see and feel the effects of what it actually means to walk into a home and feel that freedom uh, that they're supposed to feel and then your daughters are going to look for that in their relationship because they saw it expressed uh, with their mom and dad, whether it was expressed early on or begin uh, in this day and time, they're going to look for that because they're going to appreciate it. You know, and the same thing with our sons, you know, to know to be open and to face reality, deal with the hard things um, that exist and, and, you know, ask those hard questions, get those hard questions answered as well as, you know, you got to talk some things out with the right person. You can't talk it out with everybody because everyone's not going to have the right answers. And so that's where counselors come in at. Counselors are there. They specialize in those areas and you need to talk to a good counselor at time and to, um, to understand who you are, where you are, and why you might be acting a certain way. And so, um, Mama Jay, Don, we got anything else there? I think I'm good. I, I like those last comments. And I just might add one more thing. You know, when we do go to counseling, and because of who we are, and because of, you know, the spirituality that we have, you know, God will let you know if you're talking to the right person or not. Mm -hmm. That's right. He'll let you know that, you know what? Because everybody's not going to be a fit and everybody can't. So you, you have to be careful who you let enter and who you let, you know, enter into your psyche and your spirit. You have to be very careful with that. So that's something that, you know, that's when your discernment, you know, you have to have discernment because, but there's, there are people out there that, that you know can handle what you're going through and you don't have to go through things by yourself that's right you don't have to go through anything by yourself and you know and i i just, I just want to say this too also that you know we've mentioned church and and stuff and once you know um, church is for imperfect people so all of us are imperfect from the pastor from the, the, the stage, the podium, all the way to the back door. God is the only one that's perfect and he's helping all of us to move on to perfection. So don't look for people to be perfect because you're not gonna find any perfect people. You'll find people that have perfected things in areas of their lives, just as you, but they're not perfect. So don't expect anyone to be perfect. Expect yourself to be forgiving you know, of one another and as the same as you want the Lord to forgive you. And so um, I think that that's it for me. Don, you got anything there? Uh, no, not at this time. Uh, I just <laughs> think that this was a, 
a very good topic and I really appreciate um you bringing it up um Mama J. Amen. All right, you know they used to say do you have any more? Yes. So, so we'll Lord say the same we'll be back as far as men focus next Thursday at 6 p.m. And we're going to close out with, with this and just want you to, to know and realize that no matter what you're dealing with, what you might be going through, the Lord will make a way. God bless you. Then we thank those that have joined in and made comments. We saw your comments. We appreciate you participating. And, you know, and, and so um, want to invite you to come back and make more comments. Call in and God bless you. Thank you. Be blessed, everybody. Depression.